This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, spirit guides. One of the most common questions I get asked is, how do I meet my spirit guides? How do I connect with my spirit guides? And I am going to hopefully simplify it for you today and answer that question as well as I can. And what I want to say before I dive into this is, For most people, they're really overthinking it. And that's something that blocks a lot of people from all forms of tapping in intuitively is the doubt, the fear, the am I doing it wrong? Remember that accessing intuitive information is a different strategy than how you might usually get information. So instead of trying to think really hard about something and figure it out logically, It is just surrendering, creating space and allowing things to come through. So keep that in mind. And yes, you have spirit guides. We all have our own guides. Whether or not you want to connect with them is up to you. If you do want to connect further, then this is the podcast for you. But before I dive into it, I have a couple exciting announcements. So I am going to do a live channeling on December 21st. I've never done this before, but it's going to be a live event. I know there's been a lot of buildup to December 21st, and I know that there's going to be a lot of good energy. My favorite, my favorite kind of day to channel. So I am going to do a live channeling event on December 21st. I am sure it's going to be magical, powerful, and we'll see what comes through. I'm leaving it pretty open, but it's basically going to be just a live channeling event and we'll see who comes through, what comes through. I'm really excited. I know some of you listening have experienced live channeling from me and it's a cool experience, cool vibration. So if you're interested in that, there will be a link in the show notes and link in my Instagram bio. If you're on my newsletter list, it'll be there too. It will be at 5 p.m. PST. If you can't make it, I will send out the replay after, so still sign up, and it's just $21. Get it? December 21st, going into 2021? Yeah, $21. So I'm really excited about that. I would love to see you there, and I'm also really pumped because I got a download that I needed to do a 30-day teaching series. This will be up on YouTube. So every day for 30 days, I will post a video and I am basically going to channel, share information connected to the 3D to 5D shifts and activating manifestations during this time because it's really powerful energy and really just to help people get into a frequency that feels good and more in alignment starting in January, kick off this new year, right? That's that's the purpose of this. So I'm 
really excited. So the videos will be on YouTube, but then there's going to be another piece for people who sign up for the challenge on the email list and then another piece in the membership. So if you are in the up-level membership, you will get everything. You'll get a piece on YouTube, a piece in the newsletter, and then everything in the membership. The different components will be the channel message itself, me going deeper and explaining what that means and more application-based, and then the specific action steps to take in your life, which that piece will be specifically in the emails. So you have something to do every day to get yourself more in alignment. And then the channeled messages and explanation videos will be on YouTube or the membership. And then at the end of the 30 days, there will be a Q&A call. It'll be about 90 minutes long. So anybody who signs up for this, and I'm going to put an opt-in page in the show notes, and that will be available if you go to my Instagram and in the newsletter, there will be an opt-in page. So if you opt into that, you'll get the daily emails. You'll have access to the Q&A call at the end. You don't have to be in the membership for that. That's just going to be for anybody who opts in. It's going to be really expansive. I've been getting such strong messages. I don't even know exactly what's going to come through, but they said (laughs) you need to do this for 30 days. And this is going to help people shift to 5D, anchor into that mindset and even expand beyond that frequency and really amplify your manifestations going into the new year. So I'm really, really excited about that. Having all of that information combined with all of the deeper work, all the content in the membership that helps to rewire your brain. I mean, you are just on track for being a manifestation machine. Lots of fun things coming up. I'm really excited for all of the shifting energy in the next year. So let's have some fun with it. When it comes to boosting the immune system, it is so crucial that we have enough of the nutrients that support our immunity. Most people are aware that vitamin C is key for boosting immunity, reducing fatigue, and boosting overall energy. And my go-to vitamin C is Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex. It has been third-party lab tested as the most powerful 100% natural vitamin C product on the planet. It has three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. And you really want to pay attention to the sourcing of your supplements and where the vitamins are coming from. Most other vitamin C supplements out there are derived from GMO corn and contain only one fraction of the vitamin, ascorbic acid. Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex contains the full spectrum with no synthetic vitamin C, just organic superfoods. You won't get the same benefits from products that aren't sourced well. Watch out for your supplements. I have tried a lot of companies and I noticed a difference with the quality. So Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex is the one I use and I noticed a difference. I also love their turmeric complex, which is an amazing anti-inflammatory. If you are struggling with any pain at all, if you have pain from autoimmune disease, if you have joint pain, you notice increased inflammation, even inflammation coming out in your skin. I actually take extra turmeric if I have a breakout. It helps it go away a lot more quickly. It also supports your immune system and your brain health, which we definitely want to watch out for. And these are also some key supplements that I recommend in the context of nutrition for intuition, along with their neuro effect, which contains eight different whole mushrooms, absolutely no grains like most mushrooms to boost your brain and immunity naturally. It has lion's mane, cordyceps, reishi, chaga, turkey tail, shiitake, maitake, and tremella, 
all-in-one supplement. I've talked a lot about mushrooms on this podcast and the healing benefits of mushrooms, but if you haven't gone down that rabbit hole and all the ways that functional mushrooms can support immunity, the microbiome, brain health, metabolic health, then this is an area I would highly look into. I love using food as medicine. It puts our body back into balance naturally. Unfortunately, we don't get everything we need from most food that's commonly available to us, even if you eat a whole foods diet, which is where high quality natural supplements come into play. And all of Paleo Valley's products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods. So if you wanna try out any of these that I just mentioned, or any of their other products, including their very popular grass-fed organ complex, then head to paleovalley.com and you can use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, for 15% off. Again, that's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com, and that code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, will get you 15% off. let's talk about spirit guides because what's more fun than hanging out with your spirit guides? Am I right? So we all have spirit guides, just not everybody decides to connect with them. But the most important thing that I want to remind you of is if you decide that you want to connect with them and you set that intention, it is available to you. And these guides are beings of the highest truth, highest love. They are there to help guide us, guide our thoughts, guide our energy, guide us back to love. They can give advice. I really think of it as higher guidance and new perspective. They always have your back and they love you unconditionally. Unconditional love. They're basically a divine support team that likes to you know, push you in the right direction. They watch out for you. They are your biggest cheerleaders. And there are different types of spirit guides. So you might have guides that are ancestors or past loved ones. You might have guides that are ascended masters or angels or souls that knew you in another life. Your higher self could be part of your spirit guide team. I I consider my higher self like I I see her, she looks different than me. She looks like she's glowing, floating, you know, just my higher self, classic. I also have some guides that are me from another life, so who I was in another life. And there might be some that you feel like don't fit into any of those category, but it's a higher dimensional being that loves you and is guiding you. I also find that a lot of people's guides are almost different archetypes within them themselves, which is pretty interesting, but they're there to support you and guide you. A lot of people feel like they have a main guide, like a master guide. I know for me, who I have considered to be my master guide has changed over the years. So who was my master guide when I was little is different than who it was when I was opening up spiritually is different than now. You also might not identify your spirit guide team as a bunch of different guides. Sometimes for people, it is a group of beings. For example, the Sisters of Light and the Monarch being are are groups of beings that I channel that are very much part of my spirit guide team, I would say. They come in many different forms. They might seem like hologram humans, just higher dimensional beings. Sometimes they can come through for you in human form. They might be like balls of light or this really beautiful, loving energy that comes through for you. You can also have spirit animals. 
So maybe it's an animal form, your power animal. So they have many different forms and they may or may not have names. Sometimes people get really stuck on names and maybe they have a name. Maybe there isn't a name. Maybe you want to name them. And I also consider my star family alien beings that I'm connected to. I consider them part of my spirit team too, even though I feel like if I'm getting technical, they're not really the same thing, but I just think of it as like, who, who are my cosmic beings that have my back that I can ask for advice? So I just kind of think of who are all the people I'm, I'm talking to. So first I'm going to share a little bit about how I met my spirit guides, and then I'll talk more specifically about how to connect more deeply with yours. And there is going to be a guided meditation in Uplevel membership that will activate your connection with them more clearly and help you meet them. So head to the membership if you want that meditation. So how did I meet my spirit guides? I first connected with my spirit guides when I was really little and I remember very clearly sitting in my room. I would wait until everybody went to sleep and this was when I was really little, like two, three. <laughs> and I I remember sitting in my room and I would wait for everybody to go to sleep. And actually, was I younger than that? Because I would crawl out of my crib. I remember I would crawl out of my crib and then later I'd crawl out of my bed, but I would wait for everybody to go to sleep and I would crawl down to the floor. I would sit on the floor, cross my legs, and all of these beings would be around me in a circle. And I don't really remember much in terms of communication. I remember just looking at them and knowing they were there. And it was, I think, more telepathic communication. <laughs> but I remember this and I would just connect with them. I felt like they were my friends. I wasn't the person that had a, an imaginary friend like during the day growing up. I just would always wait until night and sit down and my guides would come around me. And I didn't know what they were at the time. Now I understand. So I had that relationship for a while. I wasn't really taking advantage of that because I didn't have to make any important life decisions at the time. So, you know, that was going on. And as I got a little bit older, I stopped doing that. And I stopped seeing them as clearly, but I could always feel them around me at night. I I have a whole thing with sleeping at nighttime that really uh, led to a lot of sleep deprivation growing up. But I think the connection was sort of dwindling because I was entering into this world of logic, so much logic. Could that be real? Am I making that up? But it wasn't totally gone. And then there was a night... I think I was in second or third grade and it was in December. I remember this and I was laying in bed and I felt someone in my room. I knew someone was in my room, but I wasn't afraid at all, which was not common for me. I wasn't afraid at all. And I felt someone sit on the edge of my bed. This might sound so weird. I've never shared this story before. It's very like personal for me. But I opened my eyes and I looked up and there was this man and he he reminded me of what I thought Santa Claus looked like, but very different, not as plump. And he didn't really have rosy cheeks. And he also wasn't wearing red. He was wearing blue. But 
I thought he was Santa because he had this white beard and it was kind of pointy. And it reminds me of Dumbledore's beard. And I remember reaching up and touching his beard. <laughs> like it was a really long beard. And I remember asking, why are you here? And he said, I'm here to protect you. I want you to know that I always love you and I'm always here for you. And at the time, I felt just really alone in general. And I mean, I was so, so grateful for that. And I was so excited that I had proof that <laughs> I was like, I have proof he's real. I touched him like I physically I physically felt his beard and I could feel him like, you know, when somebody sits on the edge of the bed, how the bed goes down. And I looked at him and he had a human form. And I was kind of confused because I thought, well, if he's Santa, why isn't he wearing a red suit? But I was also so tired. And I just sat there for a while. And then he said, it's time to go back to sleep. And so I just fell asleep. And that was it. And that was the only time I have met a guide in what felt like physical form. I have talked to a lot of spirits uh, for myself and other people thousands. And that was the only time it has ever been in physical form. But I, I have had a lot of clients and I have friends who also have had similar experiences, not that exact same situation, but experiencing a guide come through in physical form and then like disappear. But it's like, you couldn't touch them, right? They're, they're there, but then they're a guide and then they disappear. So that is possible. And I wouldn't be surprised if for many of you hearing that story activates a memory. So keep me updated. But after that, you know, I kept growing up, going to school, and I really just didn't have a connection anymore with my guides and kind of forgot about it. And then fast forward to becoming a Reiki practitioner. And after my level two attunement, I was seeing all kinds of people in my apartment. They would like stand around me in a circle and they were my, my council of light is what they called themselves. And they kind of all looked like wizards, but they, you know, I'm clairvoyant. So I see it like a hologram. And then that's when I started seeing them a lot more. And for me, I'll connect with them through my clairvoyance, clairaudience. Sometimes I just hear them more often. I'm, I'm seeing them and there's telepathic communication. And then also, you know, feeling the energy. Sometimes I'm not seeing anything, but I can, I can feel it in my body. But when they came back that time, I wasn't really connecting with any one energy in particular. It was just like this council. So I knew they were around me and I didn't really talk to them much, but I knew they were there. And it was really this progression. The more I did work as an energy healer and did more psychic work, the more I communicated with other people's spirit guides, actually even more than my own. In session, I would talk to other people's spirit guides and do mediumship work. Angels would come through, different ascended masters would come through. And so I actually got more comfortable communicating with spirit guides, ascended masters, loved ones, different higher dimensional beings, doing my work with other people, which I think it's usually the other way for most people. But that's how I started getting a lot more comfortable with that type of communication. And it wasn't until a little bit later when I worked with another spiritual mentor that I connected more clearly with my spirit guides, my, my team. And so I knew I had my council of light. And then I started doing more work specifically to figure out, okay, what is my spirit team like? Who's here? And I started meeting 
different guides. I had already been working with Archangel Michael and St. Germain as an energy healer, and I started working with other ascended masters. And then I had some guides that were the energies of me from other lifetimes, and my higher self was there as well. I would see her. I had my, I have this tiger spirit animal. And over time, more people kind of got added to the team. People were moving in and out. And a lot of people come through for me. People actually have always commented on this. The thing is with spirit guides, you might have a couple spirit guides that you always see, always communicate with you. I think I'm working with more guides than the, than the average person. I mean, I will basically open up the space and I have like 30 guides in here. And that's just kind of how I've been. But the thing is, when people ask, well, how many guides do I have? It's different for everyone, but you also might have guides come in and out. So there have been people I've worked a lot with for a while and then it changed. And my main guides have switched over over time. So who I work with mostly now is different than who I was working with mostly a couple of years ago. So it's definitely changed for me and that can happen for you as well. And people can be added. People might kind of go away for a while. It can be very, you know, fluid. And for some people, maybe it's more consistent. So when people say, how many do I have? Well, I mean, you have access to all kinds of people, right? You have access to as many spirit guides as you want. You can call in your different angels, ascended masters, maybe different spirit animals come through. Like I had my tiger for a while. I haven't seen my tiger in a while. Now it's mostly my wolf, but it's very much like relationships in life in the sense of, you know, sometimes people are are a more prominent part of your life for a certain period of time. And then sometimes, you know, you haven't talked to them in a while and they come back and there are certain friends that you call up for certain types of advice and specific people in your life are the people you call to share specific things. And maybe there are different people that you choose to share other things with. So it's not like there's a set number. It's maybe, you know, how many people are showing up right then if you're working with somebody and they're saying, oh, you have four spirit guides. So it's like there are four right there, but you can call in more people or maybe just one showing up today. So that number can be very fluid. But it's interesting because there were there are about 10 that I worked with consistently for about a year and a half. And actually now the main the main people I talk to are different. So my main spirit guide team right now who I communicate with, and I'm sure many of you know if you see all my channel messages, that would be Goddess Isis, Jesus, Sisters of Light, the Monarch being Sanat Kumara, Melchizedek, Lady Venus, Aphrodite, Arachne, Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, Serapis Bay, St. Bridget, Michael, St. Germain, Gabriel, Ariel. There are certain angels I work with. There's someone who, my, my activation angel, my guide named Anthony has been with me since I was, since I was a little one. And certain beings from my Pleiadian family, my Pleiadian mother, father, Poseidon and Zeus have been coming in a lot. And Apollo recently, Athena. There's just all kinds of people coming in. And as you can tell, I work mostly with ascended masters, gods and goddesses. And that isn't how everybody's spirit guides come through. You can have spirit guides that are 
past loved ones. So my, both of my grandmas definitely come through when, when I call them in. I know a lot of my clients have some really strong presences of, of loved ones, but a lot of people, their spirit team is like, you know, you ask them their name and it's like, Kenny, Joe, Bob, Vanessa, like, you know, so they're just these, these beings and we don't always know them. We don't always know, oh, that's, that's the ascended master. They can be these guides, these divine beings, these, I mean, sometimes I see people's guides. I mean, it just cracks me up. I just, this, this person the other day, I mean, their guide looked like Abraham Lincoln. It wasn't Abraham Lincoln, but it was like that kind of vibe. You know, you'll have someone with a top hat running around. And then sometimes there's like somebody, you know, this little girl with pigtails. So it's really different for everyone, which is cool. And you might see them change over time. You know, there's no right or wrong. They're, they're your spirit team. Maybe you have animals, maybe you don't. I also want to say that they may or may not have names. So if you ask for a name, you may or may not get one and that's okay. Sometimes we can recognize them if it's an ascended master or an angel. And sometimes when asked for a name, they'll give one, but you might not get a name. And I know a lot of people who have really strong connections with their guides and they don't know the name. Maybe there isn't a name. And what I think is helpful to think about is we use names to identify people. So if you want to just name your guide so it's easy for identification, you could probably just do that, you know, but do they necessarily need a name? Maybe not. But there are a lot of people whose guides, you know, they never say the name and they don't know the name. That's not bad or wrong. You know, it's just different for everyone. And when it comes to ascended masters and different angels, you can practice calling them in and, and utilizing those energies, right? That's available to to everyone. And for some people, it naturally comes in a lot, a lot stronger, but you can call in some of those, those different beings and see what comes through for you. You might feel them come in or maybe they talk. We'll talk about that in a second. And then you might have some that are super, super specific for you, which is really cool too. And I will also say for many of my guides, like I think about, I I worked with one of my guides, Maria, for a long time and with Anthony too. And the monarch being, I mean, God, it took me a long time to get their names. With the monarch being for a while, I didn't have a name and I just, and then I got an M. I just got an M, an M. And then finally, after months, it came through and they said, we are the monarch being. With Anthony, I just got an A for a long time. And then he said, Anthony, and it took me a while. So maybe you just get a letter. Maybe you don't get anything at first. Just be open to the process and it will come through if and when it's meant to come through. And I will also say now, you know, I work with all these guides regularly. And like I said, my spirit team has shifted. I work with a lot more ascended masters than, than I used to. But when I first was meeting spirit guides and different types of spirit guides for myself, calling them in for myself, it wasn't for me. It wasn't like I just, you know, called them in and I had 10 people in in there and I got to know all of them. I met my council of light and they were just like this group and I could sense the energy. But when it came to all of these different guides that I've built relationships with, it was one at a time. I got to know Archangel Michael really well. I got to know St. Germain really well. I got to know one of my guides that I worked with a lot more before Master Hilarion. He's like getting mad that I just said that, but hey buddy, just 
haven't been around as much, but I, you know, worked with him and got to know him really well. And then another one came through. And then sometimes a group would come in, but it was more of this slow opening for me. I know for other people, it's a very different experience. Some people, a lot more can come in at once. For me, like it was just kind of one at a time and I was getting to know them, which I'm actually super grateful for because I was able to build really like strong connections and get to know them really well and understand how to work with them before some other guide came in. And now sometimes groups will come in and I feel like, oh my gosh, how do I get to know everyone right now? This is a lot. And, you know, now that I've been doing this longer, when when people come in, it's usually very clairvoyant. But when I was first opening up to my guides, they would come in in different ways. And so sometimes I would just sense I would just sense they were there and I just like knew they were there. Other times I would hear them. Then sometimes I would see and sometimes I would I would see, but it would feel very blurry or hazy. And I share that just so that, you know, you know, just be open and give it time. If it's not super clear and you're not getting all the detail right at the beginning, that's totally OK. And they'll reveal more and more over time, like what I said with the names. If you are not already using native deodorant, it is the perfect time of year to try it out. I am so grateful that Native is sponsoring the show. I love Native so much. I've been using their deodorant for years. I know how hard it can be to find non-toxic deodorant that actually works. And this is the best stuff. This works better than stuff I used to use. And it doesn't give me any of that irritation. And it's good for me. Native is filled with ingredients found in nature, like coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties, shea butter for moisturizing and tapioca starch to absorb any wetness. It is formulated without any aluminum, parabens, and talc, which can actually clog your sweat glands and keep you from sweating. They have a bunch of different scents for both men and women, and they have limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year, plus an unscented formula and a baking soda-free formula if you have sensitivities. I've always had sensitive skin, so I use that baking soda-free formula. They have their classic deodorant scents like coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint and citrus and herbal, but their latest release, their holiday scent is candy cane, which I am so excited about. They have a candy cane gift set, which makes a great gift option. It comes with one mini deodorant, one full-size deodorant, one body wash, and one toothpaste. All of their products are great stocking stuffers, so if you need to buy for other people or you're asking for something for yourself, it's the perfect time of year to stock up. I also am super excited about their holiday mini Dio trio. It comes with three mini deodorants. They're so cute and so great for travel, but the scents are candy cane, sugar cookie, and vanilla and chai. How great does that sound? And what I love about Native is, well, first of all, obviously this stuff works. I've tried so many different deodorants and I've always had a really hard time trying them and I stick with Native because it is amazing. It stands up against the heat and SoCal can get so hot. So it works really well. It doesn't irritate my skin. And I love that their scents aren't too much. They're not overpowering. I'm somebody who loves a good scent, but I don't like anything too intense. And I love their scented deodorants. It's like a light perfume that's very subtle and not overpowering. Their holiday offerings are available until January 4th only though. So stock up now, get on it. And just so you know, it's vegan, never tested on animals. There is no risk to try really. Native offers free shipping and 30-day returns and exchanges in the U.S. 
You can shop Native's holiday collection at nativedo.com slash Christina or use my promo code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com, N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O.com slash Christina or use my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, and you'll get 20% off your first order. So this leads us into how do we meet our spirit guides and call them in. And like I said before, most people really overthink this. And the reason why a lot of people don't connect with their guides is because they never ask them to communicate. (laughs) They never ask them. They never open the space. So the first thing is to, you know, get settled, get grounded, sit down, get quiet and give them permission to communicate with you. I give you permission to communicate with me, especially for people who are naturally intuitive. You might have set some boundaries that you didn't realize when you were younger. If their energy overwhelmed you and you didn't know how to deal with it. I know I did this and I like pushed them away. And so I had to very explicitly say, I give you permission to communicate with me and your guides are not going to interfere with your life. Most of the time, there are caveats to this, but most of the time. They're not going to interfere with your life uh, unless you give them permission to communicate. So say, I give you permission to communicate with me. I am open to communication. This is also where it's super important to set boundaries because when we open ourselves up, we just want to be really clear that we only wish to communicate with beings of the highest light and love, the highest compassion and truth, only beings of the most loving energy, and we will not accept any information or communication with beings that are not of the highest love and light. But the main thing is, if you want to meet your spirit guides and communicate with them, ask them. Be very clear. Now, the other piece to this is being able to recognize when they're communicating with you. Underneath everything here, how all of this opens up really strongly is erasing your frequency. And when it comes to tapping in more intuitively, having access to all of your psychic abilities, having a really strong connection with your spirit guides, raising your frequency is always going to be the answer. The more you raise your frequency, the more you unlock. So keep that in mind. Everything you can do to raise your frequency, stay in that high vibrational state. Gratitude is a really simple way to do this staying in love, having fun, dancing around, all the things we can do to raise our frequency, doing the brain rewiring work, moving through those underlying limiting beliefs, releasing toxic relationships. This is all raising your frequency. There's a lot more to that, but that is always going to be underneath all of this. And then being aware of the many ways that your guides could be communicating with you. So refer back to my podcast about the clairs for a lot more on this, but you might see visuals, you might hear them, you might sense that they're that they're there, you might feel them, you might smell something. I know my grandma's around. I smell, I mean, that woman smoked a lot of cigarettes. So I I will like smell or I'll like cough up cigarette smoke. Do you just know they're there? Be open to the many ways that they can come through. But the thing is why a lot of people miss it is because they miss subtleties. They don't pay attention. They're not getting quiet enough. They are not open enough to the many ways that the guys might be communicating because they might be 
communicating with you through signs, like that song that came on the radio or the angel numbers are seeing, or through your tarot cards or your pendulum, you can use tools to communicate with them as well, like tarot or pendulum, and ask them to please communicate with you through those tools. Maybe they're communicating with you through another person. You have a conversation and you're thinking, whoa, I feel like there was a deeper message in that for me. Or through a random email you get, that first that first line, you're like, that kind of answers a question I've been wondering. So they can communicate with you in in many ways, but to meet them, ask them very clearly, like sit down and give them open space. And I like to give them office hours every day. Have a time when you're sitting down and you tell them, hey, come in now. And this is where it can be helpful to use a visualization or some type of portal where you're very intentional around who and what can come through, who and what you're communicating with. So you can use a visualization like a door. That's a common one I will use. And I will allow my, you know, you can allow your spirit guides in through this door. It's my spirit guide door. Only spirit guides of the highest light and love can come through. Only beings that are for my highest guidance, for my most aligned purpose, only high vibrational beings. And we can open the door, they can come through. And then when we're ready, they go back out the door. And I know it can, I can call them in again whenever I need them. And then just being aware of all of your senses. And it might start with just a feeling in your body, like they're here, they're with me. That's just as valid and amazing and beautiful as if you see them clairvoyantly. Be open to how they communicate because that communication might evolve. And here's the thing. Anytime your spirit guides communicate with you, whether that's through a sign or you just feel them there, affirm that you know they're there. Say, thank you so much. Message received. I'm so grateful for for your communication. I feel your love. Thank you so much. But if you really want to meet your spirit guides and build a relationship with them, then build a relationship with them, communicate with them, ask them questions. I actually think when you're starting, it's helpful to speak to them out loud and just have a regular conversation with them like you would anyone. I actually, when I go on a walk every morning, I I put my headphones in on purpose, but I go on a walk and while I'm on a walk, I talk to my spirit guides. I like, I just talk to them and I talk to them out loud and no one thinks I'm weird because I have my headphones in. So fooled ya as if you didn't know enough weird things about me, but it's really just consistency with the relationship. And here's the thing of why a lot of people don't feel like they've met their spirit guides. Well, one, they're they're not always paying attention. They often haven't given the guides an open space to come through. Like, I mean, do you want your guides to just pop in your car when you're driving? No, they don't want to, they don't want to put you in a situation where you're going to freak out or where you're not going to be able to hear them. So give them the space and say, hey, this is your time. And then work on developing the relationship. It's getting to know each other. Ask them questions. Talk to them like just normal, normal people. And this is something that a lot of my clients will say, I feel like I have to have these profound questions. You know, I mean, maybe other people have a different opinion, but I have found that I have developed the best relationships with my guides when I just talk to them like, regular people. And the thing is, the more you develop a relationship, you realize how funny they are. You know, they might swear. My guides make, you know, the dirtiest jokes. It's funny. Have fun with it. That's also part of being in that high frequency state, but it's about consistency. So if you set aside, you know, three times this week to talk to them and you're like, oh, they're not talking to me. Well, show up every day, build a relationship. It's like dating, you know, don't just 
drop off the face of the earth, don't ghost them. That was a bad pun. Sorry. So I'll say when you're first starting to connect, be consistent. Set aside five minutes every day and call them in specifically. Ask very clearly and ask out loud. I think it's really important to have time you set aside because I'm all about the boundaries. Like I'm hardcore about boundaries. I think so many people who are intuitive do not have strong boundaries and it really makes it so that their gifts aren't as strong as they could be if they turned it off for a sec and then turned it back on when they needed it. It's a huge energy drain as well. And also, you know, people are complaining about, oh, my guides are popping in when I don't want them to. Well, draw boundaries. And sometimes, you know, they'll pop in for an important thing. But personally, I love having boundaries where I know that they're going to come in when it's our time. Like, hey, guys, this is our time every day we hang out. And then I can move about the rest of my day and they're not popping in and distracting me. So set your boundaries. When do you talk? When would you like it quiet? Do you want them keeping you up all night? Probably not. A lot of people wake up in the middle of the night because their guides are trying to talk to them because they didn't make enough time for them during the day. That has happened to me before. And then I'm like, okay, guys, every every day, this is when we talk. Do not wake me up. And those are my boundaries. Or even you can set boundaries in the way they come in. Like if you don't want to see anything and you think you might, you can say, I don't want to, I don't want to see. You can set that boundary. And if you're having trouble at the beginning, ask them to communicate through signs. Please send me a sign. And that sign might come right then, although usually it's not right then. It might come in the next week. It might come in the next couple of days or the next month. Just be really open to it. But it's about building that relationship and being unattached. But if you just keep up with consistency and you open the door and you're very, you're just open to the ways they could communicate, you will meet them. Even if it's slowly but surely, you will meet them. And then you can start asking questions. What is your name? Ask them what they're there to help you with. This is what's cool about spirit guides is they, they have different personalities. They have different personalities. And, you know, when you have multiple, they'll give you different perspectives, which is funny. But you can call them in for different things, right? So you might have a specific spirit guide that helps you with manifestation or one who helps you with your relationship, one who helps you with your career and business. I have I have one that I have like an angel that's specifically for marketing. It's, it's so funny. Maybe you have one who helps you with healing. Maybe one feels like it's a very maternal role. Maybe one feels like it's more of a, a fatherly role. So get to know them. Ask them questions. Just be open to what comes through. Maybe nothing does and that's okay. But don't give up on the relationship. You can also call on your higher self, right? Higher self, please, please step out and you can visualize your higher self coming out from within you. Notice if you feel where she or he comes from. So it's like my higher self. When I say, please step out, I feel her coming out of my heart space. And then I see her in front of me and then you can have her step back in. She's within you. She's within you. But overall, it's really about being open. And I mean, people ask me all the time, how do I meet my guides? And when I'm in session with people, this is one of the most common things. They want to communicate with their guides and they want to know how they can connect with their guides more. And I get similar answers most of the time, like 98% of the time. I mean, sometimes the person has never connected. And so I'll, I'll tell them, you know, this person's coming through, which I'll also say, if you, if you don't want to do it yourself or you want some help, it can be really 
helpful sometimes to work with an intuitive and ask them to help you connect or ask if any of your guides came through. I, when I was first getting into all of this, I met some of my spirit guides first by an intuitive saying, Hey, you have this being here. This is their name or this is what they look like. And then I was aware of it. And then as I continued the relationship more and more, and I was just open or calling that in, then I finally saw or felt that being. So that can, that can help you as well. But back to what I was saying, so many people ask me this and what the guides always say is they'll be like, we are communicating with her. Like they'll say, we are communicating. She's just not listening. Or she wants us to talk to her, but we're communicating with her in this way. And here's the thing. This is about the gratitude and saying, thank you message received. When I first started communicating with my guides, I, I wanted them to communicate with me in a different way. And it was really, really blocking me from meeting my spirit guides fully because it was very visual and I wanted to hear a voice. I really wanted to hear a voice. And what's funny is as soon as I gave that, that up and I was just so grateful and I was like, yay, yay for the visuals. Then I started hearing it very strongly. So, but that's one of the most common answers. They, they just say we are communicating. They're just wanting it a different way. And then when I bring that up to the client, they're like, well, yeah, I have been getting a lot of signs. So there we go. Or they say, this person hasn't given us time. This person needs to sit down and open space and ask us clearly. This person needs to give us permission to to communicate. Or this person hasn't asked us anything. And I see this really often with a lot of my <laughs> a lot of my clients. And I'm like, well, did you ask your guides? I'm like, no. Well, ask them, right? Ask them. The guides often say, they're not listening. They'll say, she's not listening. He's not listening. And so this is why it's so helpful to get quiet and have open space every day. Get quiet and just tune in. How does your body feel? Do you feel any energy around you? Do you just know? Do you see anything, whether it's in your mind's eye or kind of like a hologram outside of you? Do you hear anything? It might sound like your own voice or maybe it sounds like someone else's voice. It might sound like it's in your head or outside of your ear. Do you feel tingling in your hands or your feet? Do you feel your crown chakra heating up? Do you feel any sensations in your heart space? For a lot of people, they just haven't asked or they just haven't slowed down enough to be open to the communication. And the thing is, the more you build the relationship, the clearer and clearer the communication will be. Got to get to know their language with you. And that might take you a second to figure out, but so much of it is about getting quiet, raising your frequency, raising your frequency so that y'all can kind of meet in the middle, giving them clear permission and consistency. And with that, whenever they communicate with you through signs, whatever it is, when they give you guidance, do you act on it? Because I know. If I give the same person guidance many times and they never listen to me and they continue to ask me for guidance and continue to not listen to me, I usually just stop giving them guidance. So here's the thing. You get more communication from your guides when you listen to them and follow what they say. And oh my gosh, you guys, they get so excited when when they find people who listen to them and who follow their guidance. They get so excited because so many people do not. And an analogy I often share that I think can help is imagine that friend you had when you were little and you you haven't talked in 10 years. 
And then do you just call her up and say, hey, can you come over and help me out? She's like, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. If you haven't talked to your spirit guides in a while, remember, you got to rebuild the relationship and they want to communicate with you. They're not going to reject you. So you can you can get over that fear. They're not going to reject you. They love you. They want to communicate with you, but you got to help them out. You got to put some effort into building the relationship yourself. Set the intention. Ask clear questions. Give clear permission. Set your boundaries. Make time for them and get to know all the things they can help you with. So those are my top tips for meeting your spirit guides. It's a lot less complicated than you might think. Anyone can do this. Who doesn't want a divine support team? They're your biggest cheerleaders. You can always depend on them. Unconditional love. They've always got your back and they have really fun personalities. It's really interesting to get to know their different personalities. Don't forget in the up-level membership, I have a guided meditation to activate this process for you so that you can meet your guides. So head there to check that out. And if you're not already a member, just head to christinathechannel.com slash membership. I also post pre-released podcast episodes in there as well and episodes without any ads. So if you want to listen to the podcast without any ads, you can check out the membership. And of course, all of the video trainings, exclusive blog posts. That's where I put all of my channeled messages. We have monthly Q&A calls, monthly manifestation calls, all the good stuff. So check that out again. It's christinathechannel.com slash membership. I would love to see you there. And don't forget about the live channeling event on the 21st at 5 p.m. PST. You can head to my Instagram or the show notes for the link to that event to sign up. It's going to be so much fun. And as always, if you want access to my private Instagram account, all you have to do is take a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review and send it to my account. It is at the channel crew on Instagram. Juicy stuff back there. DM that screenshot to that account and request to follow and I can give you access to the page. And if you want to connect with other podcast listeners, you can join our free Facebook group. It's called the channel crew on Facebook. I'm going live in there more often. So I'd love to see you there. If this episode was helpful for you, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag me. It means the world to me. I'm hoping this helps people out. This is one of the most common questions I get asked. So I'm excited for you to hear it. And thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.